dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. What's up, you numbnoids? You're listening to an episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I am your host, Claire Stribling, and joining me today is one of my lovely co-hosts, and that is Nikki Kumar. How you doing, Nikki? Oh, hello. I'm doing good. <laughs> you doing good? That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not having a I... complicated day? <laughs> complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, no, not really. Well, the day's not really started yet for me, so. That's true. <laughs> I would not say it's that complicated yet. Um, I have been having a lot of allergies, though, because oh. uh, for anyone who didn't know, <laughs> Los Angeles is burning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think putting weird stuff in the air. Um, so I've been a little sniffly, but uh, yeah, otherwise, it's fine. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> Just my lungs are, are dying, but I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, We're all fine yeah. here now. <laughs> oh, man. That, that reminds me. So I uh, my job is in Glendale, and I recently Google searched to Glendale. And the, like there were a few sort of whatever popular articles um, sort of next to it or like, uh, you know, on the search page. One of them is that a recycling plant caught fire in Glendale, putting weird chemicals into the air, which is always nice. Oh, that's good. It's a Glen Noble out there. And then also the one next to it is police search for naked man <laughs> trying to lure children in Glendale. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, Glendale? Come what are you on, doing? Glendale. Wow, Nikki. <laughs> So yeah. how does it feel living in in that kind of clusterfuck over there? Well, luckily, I have the next couple of days off, so <laughs> I won't. You can hide I from hope, this naked man. Hopefully, the naked man <laughs> is either apprehended or <laughs> goes home and rethinks his life. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, he's still at large. <laughs> he's at large. Oh God. Oh, that's unfortunate, <laughs> like all mm -hmm. around. You know, especially, you don't want to hear that stuff when, uh, you know, Halloween's going on, right? Yeah. Naked man, I'm candy. A... Oh. Luring. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> any one bit. of that. Ugh. <laughs> well, on that positive note, hey. <laughs> uh, we just want to let you know Charlie would be joining us today, but he is feeling quite under the weather, so he needs to rest up his voice and his life and get well soon, buddy. We'll catch you mm -hmm. on the next one. Um, but yeah, do you, do we just want to like jump on into <laughs> the biggest news of the past week? Let's tackle it. <laughs> I don't know how well we're going to tackle this one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, probably the biggest news of the week is that Deadline reported that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss will no longer be making their Star Wars film series. They said trilogy on the website, but I thought it was an undisclosed. No, that's Ryan. Ryan's the undisclosed number, right? And they had a trilogy. I feel like it was all a bit nebulous. It was weird. All I know mm -hmm. is it was, it, I don't know. But anyway, they're no longer making it. Um, according to D&D &D themselves, they stepped away from Star Wars because they just didn't have enough time after their $250 million deal with Netflix. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, and the article had to share um, this quote from them. Uh, we love Star Wars. When George Lucas built it, he built us too. Getting to talk about Star Wars with him and the current Star Wars team was the thrill of a lifetime, and we will always be indebted to the saga that changed everything. I mean, duh. <laughs> but you're dumb. Um, but continuing on, <laughs> in, <laughs> in Lucasfilm's official statement, Kathleen Kennedy said... David Benioff and Dan Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. Flex. Flex. <laughs> uh, and um, the first film in their saga was set to release in 2022. So. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <Not> stupid. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a whole lot in this. Yeah, let's unpack this, Nikki. How? What are your What are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts on this on this news here? Um. Okay. So my first thought is, I don't know. It's like it's weird existing in multiple. I feel like if this uh, if this makes you feel multiple different things, that's also okay. I know a lot of people are like good riddance. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is fair. They, you know, they're they're worthy of criticism. These two guys, um, but I also feel like um, I don't want to see projects fall apart. Um, like I want, if it's someone, if something's going to come out, I want it to have the opportunity to succeed and to um, have fans and whatnot. But I also like am not totally convinced that they would have made a a really great Star Wars. Same. Um, so yeah. So like, I think in the long term, it's like it's better that we didn't go down this road. But also, I think, I think there was a lot of like clowning online and how people have like reacted to these guys and responded to them, which again is like, I don't want to s- sound like I'm defending them <laughs> because they don't need it. A for me and. B, they are hard. They're hardly, you know, perfect in any sort of way. Um, but also, there's just there's a, like a lot of obnoxious sort of takes on their credentials as you know storytellers. And there was you know a whole panel they did at Austin Film Festival, oh which God, I think was yeah. was I thought was blown way out of proportion. Oh. I think people. I think people were reacting to the way they answered as opposed to like what they were actually saying um and for the most part i agree with you there but some of it was bad (laughs) i felt some of it just made me really uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i mean there were things where it's like like i feel like they were they were being self-deprecating in a time where like that, that it was like a read the room kind of situation. Oh, for because sure. Because people are people are still, I guess, upset at um the way Game of Thrones ended, and for them to like have been like kind of flippant about it, like just the the process, um, I think got under a lot of people's skin. Um, but then there are other things where it's like, it's like you really think they had no idea what they were doing? Like, do you honestly think like no idea? Oh, like they only agree, yeah. They only ran. They only ran like the most successful, most watched TV show of all time. You know, like, um, 
and I think also it's it's a case of like when when they're like, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing and we were learning the whole time. Again, people focused more on them calling it film like expensive film school mm-hmm. and less on the fact that like you have to be incredibly naive to think that a production that had never been done before on the scale of Game of Thrones would not be constantly learning on the job. Oh, yeah. I feel like right. no matter how experienced you are as like a filmmaker or showrunner, no matter, I feel like, you know, you can know a lot and still learn something new every day on the job. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter yeah. what field you're in. <laughs> like, right. So that's, that's why I felt like, not, not conflicted, but like there were multiple things in my head as this news came out because like, A, like, yeah, again, they don't need defending on anyone's part, but like, um, there was a, I think there was a bit of unfairness because people sort of had their own opinions about what they'd done, who they are, and they were sort of using those quotes to sort of validate that opinion as opposed to like actually understand what they were, how they were answering. Um, so yeah, again, like whatever I, I felt like as soon as that Netflix deal got announced, things were going to shake up because that's not something that, um, that, uh, you ignore or you like put off. (laughs) Um, it was, that's a big deal for, for creators. Like overall, I don't, I don't know the deal, like the extent to which people, may or may not like understand how big an overall deal is with a with someone like Netflix like that is huge that is that is job security lined up that is and like when something i've learned from my sort of like experiences here trying to you know get into this entertainment world um you take those opportunities especially if you're young but like and like i don't think these guys know need the money of course but um, like whenever you you're in a spot where you know your career is locked in, oh yeah, like you take you take that. Um, so you don't you don't mess around. So when people are like, "Oh, how did they? How on earth could they have chosen this over Star Wars?" You know, for a fan like people like us, like yeah, we wonder that because the opportunity to do Star Wars is when we can imagine passing out. But I think when you're more like embedded into the business and you see a $250 million deal with Netflix that probably has more clauses um, blocking your potential like firing from that. (laughs) um, I think you, uh, I think you take that and you focus on that as opposed to, you know, work within the Disney Lucasfilm machine. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's just crazy, though, because I, I, on the other hand, like, this comes on the tail of uh, the rise of Skywalker being, you know, <clears throat> breaking all of these ticket sales records in the first day, crashing, like, crashing sites left and right, and and uh, beating Endgame, the big champion of all things. And it's like, I feel like 
both of those things are pretty good job security. I guess on the other hand, it does make sense because Lucasfilm does have a reputation of letting creators go when they're not following their vision. Maybe that had some sort of play to go with it. I'm completely pulling stuff out of my ass. I don't have any information that would suggest that. But it's all very um it's all very interesting to think about, especially since like there's no good way to make this announcement that right. you don't have time for Star Wars without it's coming off like super flippant and it's it's just it just is a whole bizarre situation. Also, based on the inflection you put in your voice, Kathleen Kennedy's response could be so sarcastic, which I know it's not, but it just <laughs> makes me laugh. I just totally want to read it like we hope to include them in the journey forward when they're able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. <laughs> like you it's mean, just like step away from their busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's so like <laughs> To focus on our just little project over here. Mm. You know, you're making fucking Star Wars. Like, yep. <laughs> the biggest thing on the planet. Yep. Um, that and Marvel. Like, it's just so bizarre. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, um, I think there there have been a few articles um, that have sort of made the rounds post this. And one of them was The Hollywood Reporter, which I think did a fairly like a pretty fair assessment of just all the cards on the table. Um, and I think they talked about, um, A, the Netflix deal, B, um, I don't know if, actually I don't know if they talked about this, but there was, there were, there were like whispers, I suppose, of um, not wanting to deal with toxic fandom, <laughs> which, fair. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm a f member of the fan community, and I stay off Twitter a like a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real; they canceled their Comic Con appearance because of backlash. Yeah, like let's not forget this was a few months ago, the Game of Thrones season eight backlash, which no matter what you felt about it, got or whatever you felt about the season, the backlash got extreme. Oh, um, certainly, certainly, and like it was, it was like Last Jedi levels. Like backlash, <laughs> um, I'd even say, like we like to say, Last Jedi was is a very vocal minority of fans or whatever. Um, I would say the Game of Thrones backlash was not a minority, um, and for good reason. There were things in there that I think was, um, you know, not preferable. <laughs> but there were there were people who I think took it a bit far, and yeah, I mean why deal with another potential situation like that? You had people already like batting against them and nothing's come out. Like we don't even know it. We wouldn't, we haven't known a damn thing about what they were working on anyway. Um, I think there, there have since been also reports that it was like the foundation of the Jedi order or whatever, um, which is not a great look for people who, kind of just said they didn't like fantasy as a genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that, you know, that's some of the factors. Um, there was also a Variety article that I think was especially harsh on Lucasfilm. Um, Ooh, I didn't read that. And, and Kathleen Kennedy, I think, which I think is kind of stupid. Um, like, again, 
we don't have to like sit here and defend Kathleen Kennedy. She doesn't need it from us. No, um, I think her track but, record speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, and but then also you do have the side of almost every Star Wars movie has gone through some change. So when we talk about like job security, I think that's where the Netflix deal comes in because Force Awakens changes writer. Uh, Rogue One changes director, essentially, um, and writing team. Um, episode 9 changed its writer-director. Solo, we all know the story. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, there, you know, there is a little bit of, which I think has always ended up in the better product, which is good. But as a sort of um, creative uh, employee, I suppose, you want to, I bet their Netflix opportunity gives them more free reign, probably won't be, won't take their projects away from them. You know, it's just, it's just this more pragmatic move, mm-hmm. um, which I understand, like just thinking about it being like being emotionless about it. I get it. Um, but yeah, it's, and, you know, speaking of being emotionless, yeah. real quick, if you saw any of their post episode behind the episodes for Game of Thrones, that sounds about right. Pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of just forgot about the Star Wars deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Again, it's like they they have on multiple occasions had not great looks for our guys kind of kind of vibes. Um and it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't root for failure. I hope they go on to other things and make good things. Enjoy and, their you big know, paycheck. Right. And maybe someday they will come back to Star Wars after they get a little more experience, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. doing, doing show running. But I, I think, I think, yeah, this is for this moment. I think it is the safer path now to not, to not pursue. I think it's the safer path for everyone because judging from the interviews and stuff that they've they've given, like at these comic cons and, and these different events, um, I don't know. I've said this before and I'm going to say this again. They benefit from source material and these new Star Wars movies clearly are not taking from source material that exists. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm that's um, why I'm cool with it. Okay, I'm, I feel good about yeah. them not doing it for that exact reason. And I in no hard feelings for me, even though I just it's hard for me to wrap my brain around this situation, like from the fan side of it. But it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I'm glad you're not doing a Star War because um, you don't have books to draw from. And I'm glad that you're making your own paycheck making hopefully not shit Netflix movies, but I feel like that's, that's most of them. So whatever, whatever happens. (laughs) Netflix actually kind of sucks. They really do. Except (laughs) I heard that the new, that the new movie, the Timothy Chalamet, Robert Pattinson, Mendo. Oh, I watched that. Did you like it? The King. Um, it was good, but it was also one of those ones. Like as soon as I finished it, I never thought about it again for the rest of the day. (laughs) Um, it's it's so it's 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 Henry V. Yeah, basically. which when I, I watched um, the eight minute long trailer or whatever they put at the beginning because that's mm-hmm. the thing they do now when you open Netflix, um, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of the Shakespeare histories, and so mm-hmm. when I saw it, I was sitting with Jake and I was like, wait a minute, is this Henry? Is this 
Is it? Oh my God, we're doing Henry. We're doing Henry the Fifth. Henry the Fifth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prince Hal. Yeah. Let's go to France. Come on, buddy. It was. It was a good movie. Um, kind of not like. Okay, Kenneth Branagh's Henry V is still the gold standard for this story. Um, (laughs) So, if you haven't seen that, go watch that, people, because that is an excellent movie. That is a good one. And The Hollow Crown, the NBC Universal one. Oh, that's the um, Tom Hiddleston, isn't it? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston's Henry V. And if you watch the Henry IV ones as well, parts one and two, Jeremy Irons is Henry IV, which is so freaking good. Oh, okay. There we go. So good. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's a good movie. And and uh, Uncle Owen is a, is killer. Oh, that's in right. It. <laughs> I forgot he's in it. Yep. Cute little haircut. Um, yeah, no right. <laughs> uh, he. Oh yeah. So yeah, Netflix. Because I have a friend who works at Netflix, and he told me a while ago that basically they signed deals for like. I'm oh, in. Now I forgot the number. Now it's going to sound insane. I'll just say hundreds. They signed hundreds of deals for um, new original content. And it's like, how much of that is getting vetted? Because yeah. a good chunk, I'd say like 90% of their original content is anywhere ranging from all right to abysmal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, it's like Netflix is like sustained by <laughs> Stranger Things, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it makes you wonder what they're gonna come out with. Um, and when you have like an overall deal, it'll be shows, it could be movies, it could be anything. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I think uh, while we were talking about like source material, it does sort of like combine with the fact that we know a Knights of the Old Republic script was being done or was done. Yes. Like someone, someone's sitting on it somewhere. Um, so it makes you wonder the degree to like, if that was their project, if that was a source thing that they were building off of, or if this Jedi Order story is, is a real scoop or not. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I think actually this actually leads me to a bigger issue. With Star Wars, oh, um, spill the tea, do it. It's it's not it's not so much tea. It's just something I wish wasn't the case. Um, because Star Wars is so huge, and because it will always make headlines, um, you can't have the sort of creative incubator vibe that I think Lucasfilm operates on without it seeming like a drama when things don't come through. Oh yeah, right. Like, um. Like just in general, like you can have. I think it's it's common practice to have conversations about. Oh well, what might you like to do? What things could we try? Um, that's why. That's why I think they have to make announcements when they're talking to people, right? Like we got the Benioff and Weiss announcement. We got the Ryan Johnson new trilogy announcement years ago. Yeah, because because they can't have these discussions apparently without having to make an announcement. And then then you get into these situations where it's like, so Ryan, when's your thing happening? And he's constantly having to say, oh, we're still in talks because they that's are. just kind of how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like it works that way where maybe something isn't concrete and you're just still trying to find the right pathway. 
And maybe those pathways don't work out and then you walk away. And because it's Star Wars, you can't just have, you can't just let that be casual. You can't let that be business as usual. That has to be drama. That has to be someone was fired. That has to be Kathleen Kennedy's fucking up. That has to be um, Disney stifles creativity, which is basically what the Variety article was talking about. Um, so that's my regret. So we again, we don't know. I think people who want to believe they were fired will continue to believe they were fired because of a Austin Film Festival panel that definitely didn't get them fired. <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, not. <laughs> right. So again, you can believe what you want. Um, the the fact is they're not doing the 2022 release. Um, and yeah, again, we I think we the two of us at least I think we 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 think it's more or less for the best. Thank God. <laughs> um, so, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And and yeah, like, what does this do to the release schedule? Do you think Ryan Johnson? might get boosted up because he did recently in an interview say they're still working their schedule <laughs> around, um, which almost made it sound like he sort of knew things might be shaking up a little. Yeah. I, it's a lot to wrap my head around because I feel like since the one thing that has completely stuck with me from that announcement, that initial Ryan Johnson announcement is that we're going to a place uh, and a part of the Star Wars galaxy that we have never seen before. That takes an immense amount of planning and design work. And just, that's a lot. You have to create essentially, I mean, it's the same galaxy, but you have to create an entire new feel for that galaxy. And it's mm -hmm. it's going to take time. Which is why I wasn't that surprised when the they announced that the Benioff and Weiss ones were going to be first and my Ryan's weren't going to be later. Um, but I just, uh, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped it forward, but I kind of don't want them to, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's kind of like when they purchased Star Wars initially. Like, you've got to make sure it still feels like Star Wars. You've got to take the time and effort into making sure it still feels familiar, but it's completely different, which is an impossible mm -hmm. task. And you know what? I'd be okay with them just keeping him right where he's at, you know, maybe bumping it up, like, not to the first slot, because I don't even think his movie was in the second Star Wars film slot. I don't think they ever specified okay. beyond beyond. Bob Iger saying 22 is the Benioff and Weiss yeah. project. But I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, um, I, I don't think that his trilogy will get pushed up. I could see the Kevin Feige um, taking that initial spot, provided that we're in a mm -hmm. similar place and location chronologically um, that we've seen mm -hmm. before. But who knows? Because... It doesn't really mean much of anything other than pulling stuff out of my butt at this point. Right. So, it's all guesswork. Yeah. And honestly, I would not that I'm I'm picking sides here because I love Marvel as well, but I want Ryan's trilogy to be perfect. 
post mm-hmm. the last Jedi. I want him to. They, people will complain anyway. I want those movies to be so mm-hmm. goddamn perfect that we need like Knives Out level. Right. <laughs> that I just, I just want to make sure that every like last bit of care is put into making that those movies mm-hmm. awesome because. There's already a target on his back, so I don't want that target getting any right. bigger. <laughs> I I love how, like, you hear all this stuff about, oh, Lucasfilm and Disney stifling creativity, getting rid of people, blah, blah, blah. And, like, literally Ryan's entire vibe is, oh, yeah, they just let me do what I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's like, hmm, are they like actually doing it or are they just like, is it called quality control? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I hope, I agree. I want him to, I want his to be exactly what he wants it to be. And, you know, or and what, you know, Lucasfilm wants it to be. I want that to not be rushed to make a deadline. Yes, absolutely. Um, that wasn't originally scheduled for his. So, yeah, maybe Feige's, if that is all still going through, um, it, maybe that will take that slot. Maybe they will skip the year and just focus on Disney Plus shows. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, I hope I hope Ryan's trilogy is awesome because, yeah, like, to go to a different place, to re-textualize you know, the galaxy, um, is not easy. No pressure. And <laughs> only only somebody by the name of George Lucas <laughs> right? really tried to do that. And he, like, I, I think, you know, depending on who you ask, was successful or not. But the general vibe is that um, he ruined Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, just the way people talk about the design of the prequels, right? And how it didn't feel like Star Wars anymore. The way people... Some people, you know, make that criticism. Um, Like, oh, it was too clean. It was too, you know, shiny, blah, blah, blah. So even when George Lucas tries to, you know, redesign the galaxy in a way, make it feel like a different era, but also, you know, be the same. But just any time there was upheaval, um, people already reacted poorly. Right. (laughs) So I can't imagine what that would be like for anyone new, especially... Ryan Johnson, who, yeah, like, there, you know, there's still that corner of, of the fan base that will, will look for any slip up that he might have and try to jump on it. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's yeah, just about the hardest thing to do at this point. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will get all the time it needs. Yeah, I just Ryan is my precious precious pumpkin and i and i just want him to be safe and to be loved please did you see recently what he said on twitter oh god no. to somebody? i love him what did he say um okay so apparently somebody was i don't even know what the thread was oh the thread was about elvis costello i mean one of my and they were just posting all this right so they're just posting all this stuff about elvis costello and then um, ultimately linked a video or audio rather of him filling in for Justin Timberlake in a concert and singing Please Mr. Kennedy with Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver. What? 
like live. They did this live. You, I do. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Um, but uh, and then Ryan <laughs> Ryan responded <laughs> by saying that when he had Adam Driver strapped into his tie silent tie silencer cockpit, he would get on the PA and just say outer space. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god so, that's Ryan how can you not love that man that is the greatest thing I'm going to hear all day mm-hmm. oh my god I love him so much so yeah I want <laughs> I want that fun back in Star Wars too oh, I want him to do that my heart I'm so happy <laughs> Yeah. Movies. Movie. <laughs> oh my god, I like need a minute. Movies, baby. <laughs> oh god, I love him so much. <clears throat> oh god. Okay. Shall we move on? <laughs> now that I'm like completely overwhelmed. Um, do you want to move on to the next topic? Let's do it. All right. So we also, this week, we got a new trailer for The Mandalorian. Bow, 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 bow. Um, and Nikki and I just discussed <laughs> That's the this theme song. earlier. <laughs> 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 so, announced here on, on the Imperial Senate podcast first, Nikki's doing the score. <laughs> 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 it's just me trying to impersonate Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, we got um we got a new trailer. That's pretty cool. And um hey. as of recording this today, uh there are only eight days eight days until the launch of Disney Plus and the series premiere. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess this is probably the last new footage we're gonna get. Um but how are you how are you um doing, Nikki? How are you mentally feeling? Are you okay? <laughs> are you prepared? How am I, how am I preparing yeah. <laughs> for the onslaught of Disney Plus. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, that's what's amazing about it. Because it's like, of course, Mandalorian is going to be huge. But I just, I can't stop thinking about marathoning Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Like, that's that's my late Halloween party. <laughs> is waiting for, waiting for Disney Plus to launch so I can watch every single Treehouse of Horror episode. Um, because those are the best. And... Yeah, I'm freaking out a little bit. I still haven't pre-ordered it. Have you? Uh, I have. I am ready to go. Okay. I already have Hulu, so I didn't do the bundle, and I don't really care as much about ESPN+. Yeah. Plus, so That's my yeah. thing. I want the bundle. So if I like, I would pre-order it if I knew I could upgrade it, but um, otherwise, I'll just wait. Um, but yeah, Mandalorian. My God. What do you think about the trailer? Okay, so I there was a lot of repeat footage, which I'm mm-hmm. fine with. Don't show like I'm very much the kind of person who's in the camp of um like show me just enough to get me excited and then don't show me a single morsel more because I want to be surprised. I don't like spoilers. I don't mm-hmm. like any of that nonsense. Um I was th- this this didn't get me as hyped as I thought it would, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I don't know what to expect and I'm like kind of numb at this point. I don't really 
know what I'm getting mm-hmm. myself into. Once I see it and know it and know how to feel about it, know the vibe, then maybe I'll feel differently. But this trailer, I just, I just, I don't know. It's, don't get me wrong. It didn't add anything. It didn't add much to me. To your like, Except yeah. for the one, there were two, there were a couple things. There were a few things that really like piqued my interest with this trailer. Um, Werner Herzog say <laughs> continues, to, continues be the star. to be the star and he can use the word complicated anytime he wants. He should just use it in every sentence. I love the way he says complicated. It's just great. Um, yep. He says in the trailer, it's a shame that your people suffered. First of all, who that? Mm-hmm. Why are you all wearing your matching like Christmas family pajamas set? All wearing your red. Mm, yeah, is yeah. that baby Pedro? Is that baby Pedro Pascal? Um, and what happened to them? That definitely like piqued my interest. I don't know. Have we seen? I feel like that's a familiar image to me. Like the the crimson robe. Feel. I believe in the last in the last trailer. Um, there was was there a shot of like a woman holding a baby? I believe there was. Like in the water. Like she was like in the. I don't know if that's like later the woman who like looks like she's about to take his helmet right. off, or if that's like him. I haven't compared it, um, or it, I, not him. I I guess the child. We're not assuming <laughs> um, that it's baby him yet, um, but yeah, I don't know for sure if that's the first sort of glimpse or not we've seen of of a, of you know the a family. Or that planet in general. I feel like, I don't know. It definitely was our first look at um, uh, Separatists. Yeah, yeah. So we got like the, the gunship and some like super battle droids. Oh my God, I know the battle droids um, in the background. I like did an internal backflip. Yeah. That excited me. I was like, oh. My, yeah, my first response was not flashback. I was like, oh shit. Are they bringing like old battle droids into this? And then it's sort of then sort of the uh, suggestion that it could be a flashback came in. I was like, "Oh, that's that's hot too." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I, that really interested me. There were so many beautiful shots of the Razor Crest flying through whatever. I was just like, "You just fly around oh, for yeah. a while. I just want to watch you. I hate to see you go, <laughs> but I love to watch you leave." Kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But um, that was pretty cool. And. Pedro, I, I keep calling him Pedro. The Mandalorian speaks. That's yeah. exciting. It's our first time hearing him speak. Oh, mm-hmm. baby. And uh, what else was it? There's some, just seeing a little brief glimpses of things. Um, it's a great shot, but it is, again, the same shot <laughs> of IG-11. Yes. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear him. Wait. I guess I that's my number one takeaway from all this marketing, how little they've told us. Yeah. Like they've basically told us. I love that. Like I could not, I could not tell you the story except that it's a Mandalorian. (laughs) Um, Like there's basically, (laughs) yeah, there's basically no indication of like what the plot is, what the mission is. Um, I think I think there's been suggestions in like written media maybe around celebration time, maybe at panels and stuff, but at least for trailer marketing, they basically not told us oh, anything. Yeah. Um and 
yeah, it's just a lot of Werner Herzog <laughs> saying awesome oh. things in his Read awesome voice. Read me a voice. bedtime story, um, Daddy. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like again, just some cool shots. Some um, we get uh we get blurgs pretty early. Yeah. People writing blurgs. Blurgs are rad. Um you get the Trandoshan battle. Yeah. Which um people have opinions on the Trandoshans, <laughs> the way they look in this. Um you get some, you know, what else? We saw our little Nick Nolte Ugnot buddy putting his shoulder friendly right. like on on Pedro. I bought his Funko he's Pop. So, I do I did too. He's, and he's, so, he's so cute. He's so <laughs> ugly cute. You know how I feel about ugly cute things. Right. That's my jam. Ugly cute is your entire <laughs> vibe. <laughs> As I stare into my like 80 salacious crumbs on my desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and the Dianoga, oh, yes. as you will find out from our uh, commentary, Patreon. I love the Dianoga, and um, fuck all of you who don't. So get out. She's yeah. a good girl. Just a just a hungry girl. Yeah, she's um, We got some shots of <laughs> we got some shots of Cara Dune yes. as well. Oh. And Bill Burr. <laughs> Wait, what? Bill Burr with a gun strapped to his shoulder. Okay, I missed that completely. <laughs> Yeah, it's close to the end. Um, about one minute twenty eight seconds in. Um, right after a shot of Cara Dune, you, you get, get Bill Burr in Star Wars <laughs> dual wielding. Yeah, dual wielding pistols, and then he's got like another pistol attached to his shoulder, That's kind it. of thing, firing automatically. Okay, sure. It it's a it wild ride. It is a very wild ride. Um, I'm confused, but I'll roll with it. <laughs> I don't know what else to do at this then, point. Then, yep. Yep. And then you also have the Mando uh, attached to a TIE fighter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and using a jetpack to, like, jump onto <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, homie's, homie's going extreme. And, yeah, for, the, for what is, you know, the final trailer, it's definitely an interesting vibe going on. I think that's all they were really um, trying to do. Like established vibe um because this has never been done before like i think i think it's it's not important to like or it's important to not lose sight of that um this is our first live action series tv series so yeah it's it's not without not without risk it's on a new platform which better fucking work day one (laughs) don't you say those things to me Um, (laughs) like Somebody has to be sweating over this, um, and I don't want to be that person. I don't envy that person, whoever is at Disney headquarters managing the launch of Disney+. Plus. I do have to, um, a quick question about the launch. Mm-hmm. When is, is the app downloadable yet? I haven't even checked. Do you know? I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't even looked if there's an app, honestly. Um. But let's find out. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Yeah, as far as I know, I was like, there'll be a desktop version, but surely there will be an app. Um, I hope. Also, hope there's like a uh, a video game console yes, app as well. Like I have a Roku, but I um, but my PlayStation plays everything at a higher quality than my Roku. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, right, right. 
Yeah, basically all my stuff is runs through my Xbox. Your life. Like I don't have cable. I don't have. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I don't see an app so far. At least not in the iTunes Store. Um. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully that all launches properly. And I hope um, I can download maybe it. Maybe it'll and be log like in ahead of time and look at a screen of nothing for a while just to know that I'm mm-hmm. logged in. I'm yeah. ready at midnight. Let's go. Like, yep, man, that it's it's like I don't know when else they would do it, but a midnight launch just it doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't appeal to you. (laughs) It's like I want to go, I want to go to bed properly and then wake up and have it all nice. Yeah, (laughs) stay off Twitter for the morning. Middle of the middle of the night things, you know, (laughs) they freak me (laughs) out. Uh, But yeah, it's. It's gonna be coming. It's insane, and we're gonna. It's gonna be so much Star Wars content just on Disney Plus alone. Um, it's it's gonna be nuts. But yeah, Mandalorian. About that Mando. We'll see you in a week or so. I'm so excited, and I I just I want to see his face. I want her to take that helmet off. I want to see Pedro in all of his glory. Yeah, that was a really intriguing shot of. That uh, lady kind of trying to like reach for his helmet, yeah. kind of. And I want thing. a helmetless black series Mandalorian with Pedro's beautiful face, yeah, and his mustache. I also want. I have the um, Mando Funko Pop next to my Poe Funko Pop. Oh, they're and I friends. Would love, I would love a. Indeed, they're the sexy Latinas in space. <laughs> that is totally one hundred percent my type. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and. Uh, yeah, I would love a Funko Pop of his helmetless face. I guess what I what I could do is find like an Oberyn Martell oh. one and just screw screw the yeah. head off and put Up that on. on the body. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Thoughts possibly. Oh, I know Game of Thrones doesn't do uh, the bobbleheads. Oh, darn! darn. Game of Thrones. We are. That is a no-go on that operation, people. <laughs> we got our hopes up for like half a second. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it, yeah, it's still it's a fascinating trailer. I think I'm sort of in the same boat where like it didn't add anything to my yeah. hype. Um, I'm just ready for it kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll be really excited to see what this first episode brings. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> directed by Dave Filoni. Oh, is he have the pilot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my heart. So let's let's bring it home, Dave. Let's see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we move, uh, but yeah, on along to our next order of business. Let's do it. Um. So Tuesday, November fifth. Yesterday or yesterday, tomorrow. By the time <laughs> that we are re- on, like of the time right now that we are recording this. Resistance Reborn will be out. And we've already had some really solid sizzles for this book. Wedge? Wedge is coming back. Wedge. Wedge. <laughs> it's my Han, my Han voice. <laughs> <It's in effect. laughs> Wedge. Wedge. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of other characters that we, I just, I'm, I'm so excited for this book. It's like, easier so to excited. say who's not in it. Right. <laughs> this is going to be a big uh, mama jama of a of a book and and are you are you picking this up tomorrow? Are you ready? Oh yeah. Day 1. 
I don't think I've ever been so excited for a Star Wars novel. At least within the new sort of um, continuity kind of thing. Oh, I could I could see that. Now this one's gonna be big. This is gonna be huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just um, you know Thrawny Baby's probably number one in my heart, just mm-hmm. because you know that's that's my boy right there. But um, yeah. Timmy Z. Timmy Z. Always doing solids. He is. He's he he knows what I need. He really yeah. does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the more like little sizzle, I don't want to read any more about it. Because mm-hmm. all the sizzles that I've gotten for this sound fantastic. The Leia po or the Leia Ray discussing Ben scene. Like mm-hmm. just the thought of that happening, like tears my heart out and makes me eat it. And just i i am so ready for like i'm i'm just so ready for this story that comes out also i love that they're giving it to us that they're giving us this adventure immediately post the last jedi mm-hmm. and and i can't wait to find out how they actually deal with this you know it's um, yeah yeah, there's just a lot going yeah. on that it's it's just a time that is really kind of important to me <laughs> like for, I, sure, for sure like i feel like they don't give you novels that are that like relevant to the next movie i feel like they yeah but this has a serious impact on obviously what happens right after how do you start to re make you know rebuild the resistance after this tragedy you know so mm-hmm. that's gonna affect yeah the, i think rise of skywalker in some way right i think that's why i'm so excited for this one because it's like it's pushing forward Yes. It's not like filling it's not filling in gaps because we don't have the, the end point, right? Like of a gap to fill in. Um so it it's like actually new um ground. And I think the the Allegiance comics, I've not read the most recent one, the last one. Um, and they've done a similar thing, but I think with just the way comics are structured, um I don't think it's been as big as maybe some were hoping. And I think this book will be in in that way where it's like oh we're we're really digging into what's going on we're going to find out how these people have dealt with the last jedi um like Poe Poe's like my favorite character of the just sort of new era and I love his story in the last jedi and I love how he like 100% fucks up um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I like that this book is going to help him like come to terms with that because I think that's something that he's not used to. Um, so finding out how he becomes um, or like continues to become the leader that sort of like Leia sees in him, um, I think is going to be really awesome. The whole getting the band back together vibe <laughs> is so cool. Like they, they, sh- they, I think on Twitter put up a post of like all the confirmed people in this book who are just coming back from other stories. And we've got like um Shriv and Zay. Oh my god, I know Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that that's a thing. Um <laughs> we've got Wedge. Wedge got his own like um excerpt and of course if you've read aftermath books, you know his connection to to snap Wexley from the movies. Step daddy. Um, yep. And I love the wedge becoming a farmer 
And everybody's <laughs> like, a farmer? A man of your talent? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, that's it's uh, the one that blew my mind. Just reaching back and pulling pulling people that I didn't think I'd hear from again. General Riken. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome like back, buddy. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for not dying on the Hosnian system. <laughs> um Yeah, it's I can't wait. And there's so many they haven't told us. And shout out to the people who have been reading advanced copies and not spilling the beans because I'm very excited for who we might see. You're the real um, heroes, guys. Yeah. I, I hope there's, if there's anything of the ghost crew, we'll oh. fucking lose it. Oh. Um, yeah. So, oh man, it's just like, it's exciting because it's going to have those moments, which you might, you might call fan service, <laughs> just drawing, One you know, just could. pulling people in. Um, but so it's going to have those moments, which are, you know, exciting in their own way. But then I think it's also going to help push these arcs forward into the Rise of Skywalker, which, yeah, it's just, that's why it's the most ex- like anticipated book I felt in a long time. Um, and yeah, coming out tomorrow as of recording, I'm going to run my little hiney down to Barnes and Noble. I love that you use the those, word hiney. Get those dope. <laughs> 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 you know, it's not it's not when people use enough anymore. That's right. Bring back um, Yep. And uh Barnes and Noble edition has some dope bookmarks in it. So if you guys uh are into that, <laughs> you can uh check out Barnes and Noble. I'm now plugging for Barnes and Noble. I'm using my Alphabet um, Squadron ones from the Barnes and Noble edition. Yeah, Those they're pretty, pretty cool. Rad, huh? Even though I that still have one. not opened <laughs> Alphabet Squadron book. You know, Hundred percent same. <laughs> when I'm using we'll get to it. Marks. We'll get to it. Damn it. Um, Eventually, I think. Uh, I think. What's it called? I bought Alphabet Squadron at Amazon because I wanted the patch at Celebration from the Delray booth. Oh, cool! Yeah. So I I ordered it at Celebration, <laughs> and I, like standing to the side of the Delray booth, <laughs> I ordered it on Amazon. Showed them the receipt, got the patch, and then. The Amazon book came, and then I found out the Barnes and Noble one had the bookmarks. Oh no! So I ended up, so I ended up returning the Amazon one and just buying the Barnes and Noble <laughs> one. Um, in the end, I got everything I wanted. <laughs> Way to cheat the system, um, Hey, you know, I bought the book. Delray can ha- at least you know celebrate that much. That's right. Um, but yeah, Barnes and Noble edition—they have some cool stuff. So they they have a rose bookmark too, so I know there's a lot of uh. um, there's a lot of talk about roses, uh, sort of presence slash lack of presence in you know items. So okay. if you wanted if you wanted a rose bookmark, it's in there. Also, um, also that's one of the cool things about this because uh, obviously it seems that rose is in has been promoted in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens to her immediately post the last Jedi. Cause yeah, for sure. Cause you know, she's got to nurse her wounds back to health, but I want to see exactly what, uh, exactly what role she has to play in, in their upcoming shenanigans. It's gonna be good. Yeah, for sure. Cause I don't think this is an allegiance spoiler, 
because I've not finished it yet, so I don't even know if this is 100% true. But they, her and Finn ha, are not together in that book. They're in different parts of the galaxy. Um, so I wonder if this book will have them, you know, like talk because <laughs> she's been unconscious for as long as we know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, cause obviously they're the sort of the, the most relevant characters to each other, at least to Rose is the most relevant characters, Finn, um, as of now. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they have an interaction because as of yet, it doesn't look like they have <laughs> since the last Jedi. Space friends. Mm-hmm. Space friends back together. So I think on that, let's uh, we should move on to what made you moist in Star Wars this week, Nikki? Do you have something, um, or would you like me to go first? <laughs> um, I have something. Do it. So it's again sort of tangential to Star Wars, but we were just talking about um, the Mandalorian and IG Eleven, yeah, and the homie playing IG Eleven is a fellow by the name of Taika Waititi. Yeah, buddy. And he's also directing the finale of season one. And I very recently went to go see Jojo Rabbit. I saw it last night. Yeah. Oh my god, it was I oh my sorry, go on, continue. There were there were things in that movie I was not ready for. That's all I can yes. say. Um anyway. Uh so I got to see that. And also before I got to see that, the man himself, Taiko Waititi, showed up to our screening. That's so crazy. I, I saw and, the video you shared and I was like, yeah. what the what? What? And he just sort of like, because he did a Q&A for the one before it. Um, and so I think when that finished, he was like, oh, I'll just go to the one after it and like intro it and sort of talk about stuff. And um, he did and he was funny and it was amazing to bask in his presence. Um he did a lot of just like telling us to ignore the rules and like have our phones out in the theater and stuff. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome to sort of see him there. And I'm very excited for what he's going to bring to Star Wars because he's already brought awesome things to Marvel <laughs> and just awesome things to film in general. Um, so yeah, way to go, Taika. I'm excited for you, homie. And I made me very that moist. Movie, I gotta say, in like the weirdest way. Oh, it was so good. It was so yeah. good. And he's so creative and talented. And his just his presence in the real world and on screen is just like, I don't know what it is. It's like intoxicating. I love watching him. And I cannot wait to hear him. Like, even if he's, you don't see him, like his, like his Korg, like is so just. Yeah. Everything he touches like, is delightful, and I cannot wait. Yeah. And, like, I don't want him to be Korg, like, Star Wars Korg. No, 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 no. But he can do something. I want that. Yeah. I want that, like, vibe, though. Yeah. You know? Like, whenever you hear him, you just feel happy. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, yeah, Jojo Rabbit also reminded me that I very desperately need Sam Rockwell in Star Wars. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Sam Rockwell, other than my handsome Harrison Ford, Sam Rockwell is my favorite actor of all time. Yeah. 
I love Sam He never Rockwell. disappoints. He ne- I've never he seen not disappointed him once. give a bad performance. Nope. And I've never seen him give a performance where I'm not like drawn to him immediately. He single-handedly uplifts Iron Man too. Oh, no doubt. He's yeah. amazing. He's just I just I love him and I I just Yep. put Sam Rockwell in a Star War. I will I will die happy. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. Taika made me moist this week. Taika is a good Taika makes me moist every day. Let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my moment is not quite as exciting as yours. Um, It's like a little moment of excitement. So um, this, uh, a few days ago, I was going out with some some friends, having some wine, you know, as one does, drinking, Mm -hmm. getting a little buzz. And so I decided to check Etsy and just see what was on there. What new shenanigans were on there for my boy Salacious Crumb? Because, you know, I got to keep tabs on it. There's not a lot of merchandise mm-hmm. for him out there. And so I saw like four different things that I've never seen before of Salacious Crumb on Etsy. And I drunk purchased what? all of them. And they are oh, in transit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent can, you like, tease, can you tease these products for us? I, I, I will. I will absolutely tease them. One of them... Um, is a Return of the Jedi Salacious Crumb brooch. It is gold. <laughs> he looks oh my goodness. he looks grumpy and handsome and his tail is all curly and he's in a little squat. I love him. It looks amazing. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a new, uh, at least new to me, some stickers because I have a relatively new laptop and a new laptop case, which needs to be covered in Star Wars stickers. Um, yep. And it's a vinyl sticker of um, Jabba the Hutt smoking a cigarette and wearing a Nirvana t-shirt. And perched <laughs> on his little pillow on his tail is Salacious Crumb with a nose ring and a couple like ear studs picking out C-3PO's eye. Oh my eye. gosh. Oh my. It's so, so cool. grunge. It's so <laughs> Crunch Java. I'm just I. It's I saw it. I was like, oh my god, I need this in my life. <clears throat> there we go. Sorry, that was a really ugly noise that came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and I also purchased this um, not as unique, but a little mini Jabba the Hut with Salacious Crumb figure. Um, he's really cute. He's from he's from some sort of '90s line. Um, mm-hmm. and and they're really cute. So when I when I add them to my desk, I'll have to take another photo and send the updated picture with my with my new crumbs, my my crummy boys. So that's what made me when, when I get here. I cannot wait. And I'm like tracking their shipment. They should be here this week. So I'm really excited. <laughs> there we go. Are you going to have a um celebration day where you just Wear as much crumb as you can. Ooh, I really should. I really should. I should find out what Mark Dodson's birthday is, and that should be Crumb Day. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that will be the day I just wear my crumb t-shirt. Well, I have like three salacious crumb t-shirts where I wear a crumb t-shirt and wear like the my sleeping mask. Not obviously while I'm trying to walk around, but wear it like on my forehead and perch my galaxy's edge crumb on my shoulder and wear my pin my brooch 
when it gets here. Oh my god. Yeah. I should. Well, I was that. also. I meant in like big C celebration, like oh convention celebration. I should. Have but a I mean, both apply. <laughs> both do apply. I absolutely. Yeah, by should. all means, <laughs> have your Mark Dodson day too. I mean, <laughs> um, birthday well worth celebrating. That, indeed. Um, but yeah, celebration officially assuming your mantle as Queen of Crumb. I am the Queen of Crumb. Thank you for noticing. And let and let those let these nerds know. <laughs> Who's boss? Yep. Who reigns supreme? Just have a big like belt that says boss. <laughs> or like, um, you know how like, um, yeah, I'm going to get those like, you know those rings, those like rings that are like bling, but they like say words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have one hand say crumb and the other hand say queen and like, I can't afford real diamonds and like cubic zirconia bling bling. It'd be so rad. And then you got to put your like knuckles together and it'll read out. Ideas for Christmas and or my birthday, people. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could like fake knuckle tattoo. Yes. That'd be pretty dope. Oh, no. I um, have to use like my thumb though. It's Chrome Queen are both oh, five, yeah, word, Chrome. five letters. Mm-hmm. I'll make it mm. work, guys. I'll figure, I'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a will, there's a way. That's right. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> um, why don't we wrap the, these shenanigans up? <laughs> uh, let's do let's it. Do it. Um, and if you'd like to catch up with us, don't forget to check out our website, imperialsenatepodcast.com. We've got some exciting articles and fun shenanigans upcoming. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Imp Senate Pod on Twitter at Imperial Senate Pod on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook for show updates and other shenanigans. Um, if you feel like sending in a question or a voicemail, you can send it in to Imperial Senate Podcast at gmail.com or just like tweet at us or something. That's cool too. Um, if you'd like to help support the show, you can pick up some sweet swag at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Imperial Senate Podcast or becoming a patron on our Patreon page. We have some exciting yeah. stuff up there. We have our very first film commentary for A New Hope, and that was so much fun. You can listen to the little sizzle on our Twitter. Um, yes, patrons. That was cool. Very excited for the remaining movies. Oh, my gosh. That was so much to, fun. To do commentaries for. And, and It was nice to just sit and watch Star Wars, too. It was, because right? like, we've never been able to watch when, it together, and we just talk about yeah. it all the time. It's about time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like that's that's such a like big thing in fandom, right? Where it's like, we sit and talk about it all the time, but we don't like always sit and just watch it. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that's it, it's awesome, and... I think we like we sort of mentioned in the the uh, episode itself. Um, in the future, we the plan is to have uh, guests comment do the commentary with us. So we're it's really exciting to see who might show up in future episodes. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> a complicated commentary. <laughs> oh, we should do Mando episode commentaries. That too. would be fun. Oh man, there we go. Um. But yeah, uh, if you haven't had enough of us as well, you can catch us on the Star PlayStation Network community group. Uh, just search for us there and you can play Battlefront 2 with us. We'll have a play session here one of these days coming up. Uh, and we'd love to hear what you guys, even though there's no online component, we'd love to hear what happens next week when Jedi Fallen Order drops and 
hear from all of y'all and how you're feeling on it. Um, but uh, Nikki, where can we find you on the interwebs? Yeah, folks, you can find me on Twitter at Nikuishis, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S, or you can find me on Instagram at Nictofer, N-I-C-T-O-P-H-E-R. And you can find Charlie on Twitter at CMW Ashby, A-S-H-B-Y. Um, that's pretty cool. And you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at C Stribs. Um, my name is currently E. Claire Stribling <laughs> because uh, thank you, Automatic YouTube Captions. That's definitely 100% what I said my name was. So, And go watch Claire's video, everyone. Apparently, everyone else did. Trailer reaction. And, and read the comments. They're really entertaining, I find. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> entertaining is a word for it. <laughs> They're really fun. I'm enjoying all of them. Thanks for being totally for normal, sure. Internet. <laughs> we just, I just hope that all these guys don't steal you away from us. I mean, they might. They're making some pretty solid uh, pleas, so... <laughs> I got some candy. Yeah, also <laughs> Yeah, definitely definitely check out her video, definitely comment and also subscribe to our channel. And subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And watch Charlie's video too. He doesn't get quite as many creepy sure. comments, so leave some creepy comments on his too. I feel like he'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I and wait for your video, I do respect the people who are like Shouts to that wine glass, though. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, shout to that wine glass and shout out to our lovely friend Justin Boots Gray for um, one of my favorite Christmas presents ever because those wine glasses were a gift from him for Christmas because he understands my brand. <laughs> <laughs> On brand, beauteous. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, I thank you guys so much for listening. Um. And remember, the force will be with you always. Bye, everyone. Bye.